Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is street. Really? No, wait, no. S-T-R-E-E-T, street. Really? You'll bet your life. The National Broadcasting Company presents Roger Marks in You'll Bet Your Life. The comedy quiz show transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Well, here I am again with a chance for each of our couples to win up to $10,000. And if any of them say the secret word, they'll win an extra $100. George, who's first? Well, Roger, remember last week you didn't have time to finish talking to our last couple... So they're back again tonight to play You Bet Your Life. And here they are, Gene Oddmark and Henry Piffle. Would you come in again, please, and meet Roger Mark. Welcome to You Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide an extra hundred dollars. It's a common word, something you see every day. Now then, uh, before we were interrupted last week, Henry, I learned you were a Los Angeles cab driver. That's right. right. And Gene, we find out you're married? Yes. But I didn't get a chance to ask you how you met your husband. How did you meet him? Well, I actually met him on a blind date, but it wasn't really a blind date. Because you mean you were loaded? No, no. <laughs> no, I met him on a blind date, but he wasn't blind. He wasn't blind to me because I didn't see his picture before. You broken at each other? What, what no. is a blind date? Well, a real blind date is when you go on a date and you don't know what your date is to look like. Mm. But that's what I'm trying to say. I knew what he looked like ahead of time. Well, how did you know what he looked like if you'd never met him? Well, I'd seen his picture. I, I saw his picture in the, in the movie. Movies? No, no, no. I was at a girlfriend's house at a shorty house, and I saw his picture there. He was... What was your, what was your girlfriend doing with his picture? No, well, see, his picture was with a lot of pictures there. I, it was... It was just the only house, and the pictures had just been returned from the dance, and he had been a... Well, they have all the boys... They have all the boys' pictures in the the house, and then you go like this, and say, there's one for you, one for me, one for you. That's a good idea. Is that what you do? You come through this thing and look for a victim? Well, you do sort of look. You do look. You do look. And and, and what what attracted you to this particular victim? Oh, he's real good looking, and he's real a lot of fun. He was real smart. He was? Yes, he's real smart. In what way? In what way? He wasn't smart enough to remain single. I mean, just how bright was he? Oh, well, do I measure the honesty? Oh, we have an IQ of 135, I guess. An IQ of 135? Well, your husband and I have something in common. Yes, sir. 105, 135 is exactly what I weigh. (laughs) What's his collar measurement? Wait, the collar measurement? Collar, around here, yes. Um, 16 and a half. 16 and a half, that's my IQ. (laughs) Now, Mr. Pepper, let's get back to you. When you were here last week, you had some fairly critical things to say about the people who ride in your taxi cab. Is this your general approach to life? Yes. Because I am I'm a perennial criticizer. I'm an improver. I'm I'm the guy who's against it. You're a nonconformist. Yes, all the time. Uh-huh. But what do you what do you gripe about? I mean Everything. I've been giving the yellow cab company suggestions for seventeen years on the improved business. They still got the suggestions, they still have the business, they didn't do a thing I told them. <laughs> Well, there is one obvious way in which in the they can improve the same, the, same, the same thing in the army. Uh-huh. I was over here when the war broke out, so, so I enlisted. I tried to enlist. 
They turned me down. A week later, I was drafted. <laughs> All right, so I go there and I tell them, I said, tell them I speak German, I speak French, I speak Italian, a uh, little bit of English, I hope. And I, I asked them, I said, well, I've lived in Europe, I know the country, I know everything about Europe. They said, this is terrific. They wrote it all down on record, everything. Send me to Asia. <laughs> but I took it then. Are you Ferrara? Yeah. You are, huh? You mean you're married? Yeah. And now her name is Pepple, too? Yes. What a dirty trick to play on a girl. Yeah. That's what my wife says, too. Yeah. Now, Henry, do you take a lot of kidding about your name? Oh, yeah. All the time. But it doesn't bother me. No? What do they say to you? Well, friends would be, would be sitting around, you know. And sitting we, around what? At home. When my mother was still alive, and we'd be drinking coffee or something, and the, the phone would ring, and my mother would pick up the phone, and somebody would say to her, Hello? Could I speak to Mrs. Gisella of Abitir Piffy? <laughs> so <laughs> she would uh, say, yes, yes. And she said, well, is that the Gisella of Abitir Piffy that has the shoe store in Boston? And my mother would say, no. And said, well, then I got the wrong Gisella of Abitir Piffy. <laughs> <laughs> you mean this fellow called up every night and asked your mother? He called up once in a while and said things were okay uh, all the time. Didn't your father object to this? My father? No, he did my father. Why should he object? It's good business. He, my father was managing my mother. <laughs> Just by the telephone? Not by the telephone, in the business. Oh. My mother used to be a very, very famous actress in Europe. Is that so? Yes, very famous. She was the equivalent of, equivalent of Ethel Barrymore. Okay. Mary Dressler was a real, real great actress. And he was managing her affairs. That's the reason. Well, what name did she play under? Because I love Abitur Piffy. <laughs> I knew her very well. We played together one time in a shoe store in Boston. <laughs> now, what does your wife do? She complains. <laughs> well, you have a typically ha happy marriage, eh? Yeah. Very, very much. We like each other very much. Now, how did you meet your wife? In the army. <laughs> In the army? Yeah. You mean she was the enemy even then? No, not then. No. No. <laughs> now, how did you meet her? Well, I was in the army, and there was a, I was a private. Mm -hmm. And she was a captain. And we couldn't... We couldn't dance together, and we couldn't go to the show together, and we couldn't talk well, A lot of privates can dance with their captain. Well, it was against regulation. That's not customary either. So we got married. <laughs> the best thing you can do is get married. You want to get around any regulations, get married. <laughs> then they set up new regulations. <laughs> you got married so you wouldn't break regulations. Exactly. And it's awful two weeks later. <laughs> I don't know. She must have given me a promotion or something. You know, that's like shooting. You start to cure a headache. <laughs> well, how has your marriage worked out, Dave? Do you ever hey, argue? All the time. You all do. the time. But we enjoy it. You're kidding, huh? No, no. We're exactly the opposite. Uh, what, what? You quarrel a lot? We quarrel all the time. About what? Everything that comes along, there's always a reason to argue. You see, when you my wife, uh, now, she's Republican. You're I'm a Democrat. Yes. Well, she, she, she was born in the United States. Did you know she was a Republican when you married her? Yeah, she wasn't ashamed of it. Well, I told her I was a Democrat. She said, I'll marry you nevertheless. 
Floyd came out in. Uh, well, you were both very broad-minded about it. Yeah. Well, Henry, it's been refreshing. All in fun, right? Yes, it is. We need more men like you, especially on a rainy night when we're looking for a cat. I'll be there. Now then, you have chosen, out of our list of 331 categories, you selected a dictionary quiz. I'm going to give you the words, you give me the meanings. If you miss two in a row, you'll forbide. You'll switch. Auschwitz. Auschwitz. If you get four in a row right, uh, you win a thousand dollars. Are you are you ready? All right. What is a pachyderm? P a c h y d e r m. Talk it over. Prehistoric animal. No, I'm sorry. No, no, it's an elephant. Or a rhinoceros, but they're not pretty. I'm thinking of something about with the nose thing. Oh. <laughs> you were thinking of something with a nose? Yeah. <laughs> you have one wrong now, Henry. Uh, uh, don't get the next one wrong or you're out of the game. Oh, okay. This one she'll know. What is an osculation? It's a kid. It's a kid. It's a kid. Yeah. And you have one right. Mm-hmm. All right, now what is nepotism? No, it's the excessive favoring of relatives. That is, if you're in an important job and you give a relative who is an incompetent job, that's mm. nepotism. Mm. He isn't necessarily an incompetent, but he usually is. <laughs> have one wrong again. All right, now what is an apiary? A P I A R Y. Apiary? You don't know guess. Relationship to an ape? No. <laughs> no, I think no. I it's, a, it's a bug house. No, a bee house. A bee house? Yes, that's where uh, bees live. Could have picked something else. Yes. Well, you have two wrong. You're out of the game. I'm sorry you missed two in a row. You're all through. However, we don't want you to go away empty-handed, so I'm going to ask you one more question for a hundred bucks. And please, no help, because this is a very difficult question. Get a ride and you get a hundred dollars. Which is the female, the hen or the rooster? The hen is usually the female. Uh, sorry you didn't win more, but thanks anyway for being on the show. You bet your life. See you later. Once again, the one and only Groucho. Groucho, Dick, and Dara Preble are standing by, so folks, you're going to please meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word, and you each get an extra $50. It's a common word, something you see every day. Dick and Dara Preble. Dick, your sister, is a very attractive girl, and so you'll understand why I talk to her first, won't you? I'm not sure she's not my sister, she's my wife. Well, in that case, she's still beautiful, but not quite as attractive as she was a moment ago. <laughs> well, what is your hometown, Dara? Uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, you look like a typical California beauty. Now, where, where were you born? I was born in 55th and Broadway. Oh. And which corner, do you remember? <laughs> because if you ever get back to your birthplace, remember, you can now make a right-hand turn against the light. <laughs> Dick, where are you from? Well, I was born in Waterbury, Connecticut, Groucho, but I grew up in Hingham, Massachusetts, and Milton, Massachusetts. Oh. <laughs> what sort of work do you do? I'm in the uh, group insurance business. I sell group life insurance. Mm. Well, do you insure valuables like Dara? Yes, I, uh, I might even say that Dara probably has more insurance than she needs. What a temptation that must be. <laughs> Doesn't that make you uneasy, Dara? 
No. Well, how did that happen to the wife of an insurance man? I would imagine you'd protect her against this assault. Well, actually, Groucho, I sold her some insurance before I knew we were going to get married later on. And, oh, uh, I, I that's a new approach. <laughs> I guess I got stuck because now I have to pay the premiums. <laughs> that's poetic justice if I ever heard it. <laughs> what happened on your first day with this insurance company, Casanova, Dara? Well, uh, he called me and asked me if I wanted to go for a cup of coffee, and I said, could I bring a girlfriend? He said, no. <laughs> I don't blame him. After all, he had a dime invested in you, and why should he throw away a second dime on an unknown quantity? So what happened after that? Did you two start uh, mooning around on the next date? No, he said if you want to see me, you call me. Oh, the independent type, huh? Eh? You know, 30 years ago, I tried that on a girl in Toledo, and I'm still waiting for the phone to ring. Well, Dick, my apologies. I certainly underestimated. You've got something, and furthermore, I'd like to have it. You know what that certain something is that you've got, Dick? No, I don't believe well, I'll tell you, you've got a beautiful wife who is heavily insured. <laughs> if he ever brings you a glass of warm milk before you go to bed, take my advice and have it analyzed. <laughs> now, do you love birds? Have any arguments? Uh, I don't mean violent ones, you know. Just normal ones, like uh, where you bounce a flat iron off his head and uh, he tries to run over you with the car. Well, occasionally we have an argument about our uh, year old baby. Oh, well, you have a child, huh? Yes, uh -huh. a little boy. And I want to have a maid for the baby, a uh -huh. nurse. Well, I'm on Dick's side there. I think you should wait until the boy is around 18 and let him get his own maid. <laughs> What's your objection to a maid, uh, Dick? Well, nothing, actually, Groucho. Uh, I just don't want the baby to become too fond of the maid. <laughs> that isn't the problem. The problem is to how to keep you from getting too fond of the maid. <laughs> so anyway, we'll wish you lots of luck, and let's tell you about your luck. Now, I don't know what you've chosen here, but uh, it looks like uh, cities and small towns in the United States. Is that right? Mm-hmm. All the cities and towns, you tell me the state. Greenville, Hattiesburg, Vicksburg, and Leakesville. Mississippi, Grouchy. Mississippi is right. We don't want to track one right, three more right, and $100,000. In what state are these places? Uh, Minot, M-I-N-O-T, Fargo, McCluskey, and Cavalier. North Dakota? Well, how did you know that? Because eh? <laughs> he told me. <laughs> You're halfway to your thousand. The next two rights, it's yours. Here are the places. What's the state? Clarksburg, Parkersburg, Berkeley Springs, and Buchanan. 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 B-U-C-K-H-A-N-N-O-N. Buchanan. <laughs> I don't know, Groucho. I think a guess would be Wyoming. Pretty close. It's West Virginia. When <laughs> <laughs> I have one wrong, don't get the next one wrong, or it's all over for you. Now, what state is these cities and towns? Elmira, Malone, Herkimer, and Utica. New York. New York. How did you know that? Because <laughs> told me. All right. What Ready? Chambersburg, Reading, Altoona, and McKeesport. What state are they in? Uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is right. Two right now. In what state are these? Provo, St. George, Ogden, and Logan. Utah. Utah. One more right and you have $1,000. Benton, Radford, Galax, and Roanoke. 
What state? Virginia. Virginia is right. <laughs> and you got four in a row, so you win one thousand dollars. <laughs> You want a thousand dollars? You can keep it and quit, or else you can come back later and try to double your money. You may even get a chance at ten thousand. So go over there and sit down and think about it. And if we don't see you later, thanks for being on the show. Thank, Thank you, Gretchen. Thank you. From November fourth, nineteen fifty-seven, you're listening to Groucho Marx on You Bet Your Life on the Golden. Now, George, let's find out what our young married couple is going to do about the big money. All right, Dick and uh, Dara Preble, would you come back, please? Well, I'm glad to see you again. You're going to try for the big money, eh? You want $1,000. Now, if you decide to try for the 10 and you fail, you wind up with a total of $500. Now, we're going to go for the big money. You're going to go for the big money. Now, get together and pick a number from 1 to 10 and then spin the wheel. If any number besides the one you pick comes up, this question is worth $2,000. However, if your number comes up, this question is worth $10,000. Now, what number do you want? Ten. Ten? Give it a fling. Well, you couldn't get any closer. <laughs> Your number was ten, and it landed on nine, so this question is worth two thousand dollars. That's not too bad, is it? Uh, that would be too bad if you don't get it. <laughs> All right, for $2,000, who succeeded Sir Anthony Eden as Prime Minister of England? Talk it over. What's the answer you decided on? Oh, I know, Groucho. I just can't think. Take a guess. No, 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 I guess we don't know. It's Harold Macmillan. Oh. I'm sorry, mister, but you wind up with $500. That isn't too bad. Congratulations, and thanks for being with us.